0: Welcome. You are listening to The College Charge. Welcome, folks, to the final episode of the semester for The College Charge. I really want the theme of this episode to be gratitude because first and foremost, I am thankful to all of the listeners out there that give me a reason to to continue to produce this podcast. It has been such a fun project to get off the ground this semester. So as we kind of reflect on how this podcast has grown and developed through this through the semester, I want to acknowledge you the listener for being here and and giving me a, a reason to invest in this project. It has been so much fun to use this as a vehicle to connect with colleagues in the profession and it has really just, you know, elevated the podcast, elevated the discourse of the podcast by having so many unique voices and unique perspectives on throughout this semester. And I'm so grateful that it has been well-received by colleagues in our profession. And I want to thank each colleague, each individual that has been a part of this podcast, that has sat down with me for an interview uh, throughout this semester. The show certainly would not be what it is without such wonderful guests. So truly, thank you. Um, I hope that it has been useful to the colleagues in the profession and in kind of delivering the news about their university and i am excited to be continuing this project into into next semester this is such a fun time to be in college counseling and i say that because this is a time when students are starting to get decisions back from universities And, you know, there's been a lot, a lot of work that these students have done to make these applications what they are, a lot of careful thought, careful planning. And it's so wonderful that we've been able over the past couple of weeks to start seeing the fruits of these these students' efforts, because as much as we in the college counseling office guide students throughout the process. we also recognize that it really is the students' work uh, that that they're now um, kind of seeing come to fruition. So students you have worked so hard so take this moment, take this season as you receive these decisions and and really be proud of yourself for the work that you've done and and know that you're going to have excellent options. Uh, throughout throughout this decision release season. And for students who have not yet received the news that they're hoping for, I know it's, it's, it's hard to keep waiting, especially when uh, maybe you see some of your peers that have gotten such excellent news. But just know that your time is coming. You're going to end up with wonderful, wonderful options. and And we can't wait to celebrate with all of you. And really take a moment to recognize the community that you have behind you. You have so many teachers that have helped you along the way. And not only the teachers who have written you letters of recommendation, which, of course, I hope you acknowledge and thank those people uh, for what they've contributed to your application process. But also the teachers that have been a part of your educational journey have shaped you into the student that you are today, and they are really invested in the outcome of your process as well. So keep, keep your community, community members updated, keep them up to date on the decisions as they as they come through because they're invested in you and they, they want to know, so as you get your decisions back, as you see teachers in the hallway or run into various community members, make sure to, to kind of thank them for uh, what they've contributed to your educational journey and keep them in the loop as you navigate this decision process. I also want to thank all of the families that we work with and all of the students that we work with for really working so hard and, and, and trusting your college counselors throughout this process. I know there are a lot of times where anxiety levels are very high as you're submitting those applications, but we appreciate your participation in the process and we appreciate and acknowledge the hard work that you've put into this process as well. So this episode i'm I'm keeping brief. I wanted to uh, really just kind of come here with a note of gratitude and and extend that gratitude to all of you and and encourage you to kind of pay that gratitude forward and and take this moment to to celebrate the hard work that you've put into this process. I will now leave this episode with the final campus spotlight of the semester, but know that we will be back next semester. So if you have any suggestions for the show, um, please reach out to me at dburkett at shorecrest.org. You can send me an email. I look forward to hearing from you, and I hope you all have a wonderful, relaxing, and restorative break. Welcome, folks, on this week's Campus Spotlight. I am joined by Jacqueline Bauer, who is representing DePauw University in Greencastle, Indiana. So, Jacqueline, first off, thank you so much for sitting down with us to do the podcast.
1: Oh, thanks for asking me, and hello to everyone who's listening.
0: <laughs> it's great. It's it's such a fun experience. It's a great way, I found, to connect with the uh, admissions reps. So thank you for, for doing that, and, and thank you for... Uh, being here to share the message of DePauw and, and hopefully put DePa University on some people's radars that may not be as familiar. So Jacqueline and I were talking before we recorded, very close to my hometown, so I'm familiar, super excited uh, that you're here uh, to join us. So if you'd like to start just by telling me a little bit, um, kind of when people hear the name DePauw University, what do you hope that they're associating with DePa, Tell us a little bit um, about Greencastle, Indiana, and, and all of that, if you would.
1: I'm excited to share a little bit about DePauw because it is a hidden treasure right now for the people in the state of Florida. So we are located in Greencastle, Indiana, as you mentioned, and we're a really beautiful college town, very close to Indianapolis. But um, the thing that I love so much about Greencastle is the campus is the town. It's You're in that little campus bubble. But you're close enough to Indianapolis, and now we have a shuttle that goes from campus to the city. So on the weekends, if you want to see a sporting event or go to a concert, you can do that with your friends, but most students like to stay on campus because there's a ton of stuff happening on campus. We are a fully residential university too. That means we guarantee housing all four years, and everyone tends to live in Greencastle, um, in college residence halls, or we also own um, some little townhomes where we have suite style living. Which just uh, for four years, it's a great experience because you're just enveloped in that whole campus environment. And you can never have that again in life. So doing that for undergrad is super important.
0: No, I think that's so cool. And that is a really special experience to really have that college that is the town experience. And I mean, just the culture permeates your entire life, right? Which as you said, for four years. What's more fun than that? And I think the shuttle to Indianapolis is something that uh, must be relatively recent, but that opens up just so many more opportunities.
1: Yeah, that's a COVID. That happened during COVID. So a a silver lining to COVID that we have um, some different shuttle services now. Also one to the airport that goes back and forth too. Um, The town of Greencastle is growing also. So right across the street from campus and a couple of streets down, we have a cute little town that's got a farmer's market and they, They have, in the fall, they'll have music outside on Fridays, and sometimes they'll do Shakespeare in the park. And we have a Starbucks, of course, and a bookstore. But some really cool mom-and-pop shops that are popular um, with the students, like Scoop's Ice Cream, where you'll meet up with a whole bunch of friends, even if it's cold out, and have an ice cream cone together.
0: That's so much fun. And I'm glad that you mentioned that about being cold, because, of course, we're... Here at Shorecrest Preparatory School in sunny Saint Petersburg, Florida, uh, but can you talk a little bit about the coziness that it is to be on a campus like DePauw for the change of seasons that is much different than the quote unquote change of seasons, if you can call it, that we experience here in Saint Pete.
1: DePauw is beautiful right now, so if if anyone's thinking about visiting, fall is the time to visit because the leaves are changing. It's um, our our saying is gold within. Um, and it is all gold on campus. Everything is changing colors, and it's just a beautiful time. The air is crisp. We have Division Three sports, so we have our, our students love to go to football games and, and be cold out in the stands and maybe have a cup of hot cocoa with you. Um, it does snow at DePauw, so you are going to get a sprinkling of snow, and, and during that first snow, there's a big snowball fight on campus, and everyone gets out there. And enjoys the cold weather. Um, the great thing about DePa is that you don't have to drive. You can bring a car. There's enough parking for everyone, and parking passes are affordable. But I always suggest not doing that because um, you can walk every place and or bike. And the grounds crew take great pride in our campus. So when it does snow, they are salting so that you don't slip and they're plowing all the snow away. So it's a great way to experience four seasons without having to dig out your own car <laughs> or anything.
0: No, that is a really special experience. And I'm glad that you mentioned that about athletics, because from what I know, it is division three sports, but I know that DePau is very passionate about their athletics. So can you talk a little bit about the Monon Classic and how big of a deal that is in Greencastle.
1: That is huge. It's DePauw against Wabash, which is our arch rival in football. And we play for this Monon Bell, which was an old railroad bell. Um, there apparently was a train that went between the two campuses a long time ago, and this was the bell that they would ring when people boarded the train. Right now, Wabash has the bell, but our football team is excellent. we won all of our games this year, so I think we're going to win it back. But it's a huge rivalry, and everyone comes out for it. Alumni come back. We have pep rallies and bonfires. And it's just a really special time to be on campus. A lot of our students from the South come to DePauw to play Division three sports. So it mm-hmm. could be football, basketball, um, lacrosse, tennis, swim, softball. Um, we do bring a lot of athletes. where are D3. That gives students the ability to do more than just their sport. They can study abroad. They can... Double triple major and also enjoy their sport, and we also have great facilities. So, I'd like to brag a little bit about the fact that we fund our athletic facilities very well.
0: That is great, and I mean, all around, I know it's a very beautiful campus, and so especially experiencing that campus throughout the different seasons uh, has to be really special. And something else that I think is really special about DePaul is its size, uh, which you and I were talking about a little bit before we started, and and you mentioned small class sizes, but just how small are we talking? What's what's the undergrad enrollment at
1: That's something we love to promote. Um, We would never go over 2000 students right now. We're about 1800. So we would never go over that 2000 cap because what we pride ourselves on small classes. Every class is going to have less than 25 students in it. Most have about 12. And the classes at DePaul are neat because they're they're not lecture classes. They're more around a table where people can participate. If you're in a lab, you could look up and your professor will be right there. So if you have a question, you don't have to wait for all these other students to ask their questions um, because it's going to be a small group. That gives you also access to research, access to leadership, and full-fledged teachers. We don't have TAs. Um, a reteacher that teaches at deposit is a full professor.
0: And That was going to be a question that I was going to ask because you mentioned the labs and having a professor in the lab, which I really want to highlight. Um, again, my background is in chemistry, so being able to have an actual professor in the lab while you're learning while you're new to the sciences, Mm -hmm. that's a resource that is really incredible. And I think also, you know, um, colleges talk about small class sizes and of course, you know, students kind of, um, can decide for themselves what, where they fit in, but beyond the class sizes themselves, how do you think that that impacts the relationship that students have with their professors outside of the classroom? How engaged are your professors, uh, and your faculty in general with the campus community?
1: They are so engaged. Um, it's funny, I could tell you stories about professors if you don't show up to class. Going to residence hall rooms to find out, oh, what's wrong with the student? Why are they not in class? So DePaul is definitely not a place where you're going to be able to skip a lot of classes.
0: Yeah, definitely not. It's You're definitely going to get that personal touch Uh, so we've already talked a little bit about green castle sounds like it's a really exciting time for green castle so maybe uh, you've already talked about scoops but what are some of your other favorite places or favorite aspects of green castle that you think make it really unique
1: two really cool things that I want to highlight the nature park. So we we have a small campus. You could walk all around the campus, but we also have a nature park that's many acres and it was donated to DePau a while back. And it's such a great place. Students love to go there, hike, picnic, go running, there's running trails and um, we have a student farm right next to the nature park and a, a clubhouse where sororities and fraternities and different clubs have meetings so it's a favorite spot for the weekends to just blow off some steam after a hard week. You might have had a couple of exams or research paper, and then you just want to enjoy the outdoors. So
0: That sounds really great. Tell me a little bit more about that student farm. That sounds really interesting.
1: It is so neat. The, um, the vegetables and fruits that are grown on the student farm are actually used in Hoover Dining Hall, which oh, is wow. our main dining hall on campus. And students don't have to be in that major. You could be a music major or a creative writing major and still be involved with sustainability and efforts at the farm and getting out there and volunteering. Um, You know, we've got corn crops and squash crops and all the Midwestern vegetable crops.
0: That's really exciting. I also think that, you know, again, highlighting the size of DePauw, even if you're not directly involved with a student farm, I'm sure you're going to be aware of the impact that it's having on the campus community, which is really special and really cool.
1: Yeah. And you can enjoy the great food exactly. <laughs> straight from the ground that comes into the Hoover Dining Hall.
0: Yeah. That's a very, that's a very Indiana thing, farm to table. I love that. That, that warms my Hoosier heart. Um, so Thinking about your academic programs, what would you say you're most known for?
1: We are um, obviously a liberal arts university and we're strong in communications and writing. Um, We have a writing center on campus, a lot of opportunities for students to get involved with our own campus publications, radio station. But so many of our alumni work in that field and even alumni that are in the top of their career. um, John Fort, for example, CNBC anchor, he will call up admitted students and talk to them about his path and help them get a foot in the door in an internship. Um, We also have a lot of alumni that work at major publications, Esquire Magazine, New York Times, that are really willing to help undergrad students get that first opportunity in the field
0: that is exceptional and I think you know that is uh, such a value-added proposition for a university like DePa is being able to tap into that alumni network and so you mentioned internships and of course the alumni network is is a great way to help with that uh how common is it for students to complete internships
1: I'm going to say 99% of our students complete an internship. Um, It's kind of expected for most of the degree tracks. As a student, we have uh, a center on campus called the Hubbard Center. And as a first year student, you make an appointment at the Hubbard Center at some point during your first year and start working with an academic advisor. They're going to help you find internships, create a student resume interviews, you could do some mock interviews to get skills. They also coordinate the study abroad program. And some of our study abroads are linked to internships too. So you're starting that first year preparing for an internship, which makes it easier for you to actually get one. Um, And most of our students do more than one. Some will do a semester long internship. And then we have something called winter term, which is the month of January. And sometimes there's condensed internships to help out a company maybe with a special project during that winter term.
0: Sure. That's incredible. That all sounds like amazing opportunities. Uh, and, you know, DePaul definitely has a great reputation, uh, especially in the Indianapolis area, but but much broader than that. I don't want to limit DePauw's reach uh, to to just the surrounding area. So, uh, where do students commonly find internships? Are they able to take advantage of being so close to Indianapolis? And I'm sure, I mean, are they are they able to go all over the place? What do you find is most common?
1: Yeah, we have great partnerships all over um, all over the country, and even. Internationally, um, we we do have a lot of alumni that work at Lilly and Pfizer, and um, they have headquarters based in the Indianapolis area. So, people that are involved with science, research, those type of students get great internships there. We also have a lot of contacts in Chicago, in the banking and business world, in New York, in Washington DC. So many of our students are interning at the different federal agencies and and branches of government. Um, but even like in the South, we have um, an internship program with Delta Airlines marketing department. So students could come back down to the South to do their internship. And a really cool fact is I have a parent of a current student who's from Memphis, Tennessee, and he owns an advertising business in Memphis. And he's so impressed with DePauw that he started an internship at his company oh, wow. for DePa students. So amazing. they're growing every day. New opportunities are coming out there.
0: Definitely. So I I think that's really important, especially for Florida students to hear that going to Indiana doesn't mean that your only opportunities are going to be in Indiana, right? DePaul's reputation is far more reaching than that. So that's incredible. We
1: have so many alumni in the Southwest (laughs) area of Florida, too. So you could totally come home and live at home and do your internship that way.
0: That's amazing. Now. If you could, and I know this is kind of a hard question, uh, but if you could kind of describe the typical DePauw student or the DePauw student body, what comes to mind when you think of what that might be?
1: Um, Students that are curious, that are excited about learning, that want to explore different things, especially students from Florida, because you have to be curious about getting out of your comfort zone and going someplace different and meeting new people. Students that are um, global, we're, we're we send a lot of students on study abroad. We have international students on campus. So we're a very global community. And I would say thinkers, students that are very well-rounded and want to think out problems.
0: That is great. I mean, I, I just get so excited hearing you uh, talk about DePa. I can tell that you're really passionate about it. And I should have asked this earlier, but how long have you been in your role at DePa?
1: I started my role at DePa in the beginning of the pandemic, 2020. I feel like I've been there forever. And you, uh, you could probably relate to this being that you're from Indiana. They, the Midwest people, just take you in as part of the family. I am not a DePauw alum, but I feel like I am. I do That's all amazing. the alumni <laughs> events. I hang out with all the alumni, um, so it's such a close knit group. Um, I, I switched from working at a larger university, which is also a great experience. But I can't say anything. Um, I can't say anything bad about a small university. It's all good stuff.
0: Definitely, it really sounds like just from hearing you talk that that community atmosphere is is central to everything that DePaul touches. Uh, so, with that in mind, I'm really curious to know kind of what's on the horizon. Are there uh, new programs, big exciting projects in the work? What can you tell me? That's uh, on the horizon.
1: I'm so excited you asked that because we are just opening up a school of business and leadership. So in the past we had an economics degree and we have a lot of alumni that are super successful in the business world, but we didn't have an official degree. It was always economics and it kind of held us back because students want that business degree. So we just opened up a business degree. Um, We're going to have a a school of business. We're going to have management, marketing finance and entrepreneurship as a minor. Students could add the business to a liberal arts. They can mix and match. They could do a triple degree if they want, but it's huge for us. We have a brand new building. We hired a bunch of professors um, we're so excited about it.
0: That is really exciting because I think you are exactly right. That business as a supplement to really any field can give you an edge and give you a, a different perspective. Um, and for that to be a new program, I'm sure that's, that's, uh, that energy is being felt on campus already. I, I'm, I'm sure that's true. Um, that is incredible. Uh, and new buildings, always nice to have class in a new building. Can you tell me a little bit about where the new building sits?
1: Um, it's actually in the center of campus. Oh, wow. So we will have all the business classes there, high tech. We are working right now to get a Bloomberg training, trading room, oh, which wow. I did not know about until like a week ago. That's really so exciting. So they'll have a trading room right there for students to do stock trades. We actually already have an investment club, but I see that that club will probably be using that trading room too. That's really exciting. For different classes. And on the on the same note, we just finished a huge library renovation. The new library is going to open up spring 2023 also very high tech. Um, it's going to be the same beautiful facade, similar to the business bu- building. It will still be very traditional on the outside, but on the inside, all high tech.
0: That's really exciting. That's awesome. Uh, so if students are interested in learning more about DePaul University, what's the best way to do that?
1: Contact me. <laughs> I, okay. like, I I didn't mention that I'm based in Florida and DePaul putting a big effort into recruiting students from the state of Florida because they they hired someone based right here. So we definitely want to hear from students here in Florida, but you can find me on the website or you could um, contact me, Jacqueline Bauer at depa.edu. Um, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-B-A-U-E-R at edu. Um, I could help you set up a campus tour, visit campus. I can meet with you here in Florida, chat with you to make sure that what you're looking at is a good match for us. Um, and get you set up for success.
0: That is great. Well, thank you so much for being here and giving so much of your time to talk about DePot.